it's a joy for me to introduce Julie. Will you give her a big clap? Thank you. Thank you. Don't go far. I don't have, I just have a couple things. And then I feel like we already had the sermon. I mean, right? So I feel like I want to give the blessing. Um, um, I got my cork. Has everybody got one? (laughs) Anyway, I I was somewhere, and, and, uh, you know, California is wine country. And they said, would you like some wine? And I was like, can I have that cork? Um, they, They were like, anyway. They said, we've never had anybody ask for a cork before. Um, but will you put that picture up? Um, Michael showed me a picture that, that, you, that you took last week. Do you have that? Do we have the picture of last week? It was an open heaven. It was. It was a symbol of, oh, well, if we can, that, get rid of the words. So Michael said last week that was the picture, right, that was over the church. I love it. And then he said earlier in the day there was a, another picture. Oh, that looked like an angel. Oh, that's so good. I just feel like that's a prophetic sign of what we, we witnessed this morning. And it was like the, the awesome thing, if, if you were sitting over here, um, Pastor Bonnie, you were like the Holy Spirit directing everything. I mean, it was, it was, it was like flawless. It was like a musical. Um, and uh, what's your name again? Danielle. Danielle, okay. Uh, I remember in the early days at Kansas City, uh, Mike Bickle came up to me and said almost the same thing. You've got this song of the Lord. You've got a prophetic song. And he had someone get with me and just say, okay, sing. Um, and, I, I, you know, it's just like, well, what do you sing? But you, that was just so beautiful. And that is a decree, I believe, for a new season and a new time. And that I, I feel like that's going to be a theme song. You need to, guys need to write that. Um, but what helped me? is many years later when the House of Prayer started. And Mike was passionate that every musician, every bass player, I mean, Mike Bickle, that everyone knew the word. He was like, there's no more, you know, when I was growing up, like the, the, the band would go get coffee during the sermon. And he's like, no, the band is going to be able to preach the sermon. I want everybody to know the word, the word, the word. And that helped me. What helped me is just singing the Bible. It just singing, singing the word. And if you, this is a great way to practice. Like take, that's why I started singing the Psalms. You can do it with anything. But there's three different ways we practiced. Uh, Number one, we would just take one scripture and we would sing it through word for word. Just sing it through word for word. Number two, take the same scripture and just make it your own words. Turn it into your own prayer. And number three, take that same scripture, but sing it as if God were singing over you. Uh, because he is, and like like prophesy it, and we practiced that. We practiced it at practice, and I started doing it just every day at home, and just singing the word. It just was. Um, it just 
was grounded. I feel like when you sing, it goes down to the core. It gets from here to here a lot faster, and it just goes on rotation. You can't forget it. But I, I just have a couple things to um, share that... Um, um, also, I have a 24-7 radio um, and it, uh, that you can check out. It's called intotheriver.net. We have over 60 hours of the Psalms where I sing word for word. We have Psalm 1 through 63 now. Plus, at Christmas time, I always sing the Christmas story. So you can literally have the whole Christmas story memorized in song. But you can find out more at intotheriver.net. I just believe that this is what has kept me steady so many years uh, is, singing, is singing the word. And my brand new book is 30 Days of Praying the Psalms. Um, it is Psalm 1 through 30, because I think we take a scripture, but, you know, but when you just go through the first, through the end, as I said yesterday, um, first and second Samuel give us the storyline, but the Psalms give us the heart cry uh, with, with the man and the different psalmists. So I took Psalm 1 through 30 that I've been singing literally for 38 years. Almost every day. Um, and uh, just put a, a prayer, some tools in there, some equipping tools. And Barbara said it so good this morning that we need the word of God in us. And this needs to be our chief encourager in life. We cannot rely on people. That is what David did. His, his chief encouragement was his meditations, which was the, the, the Torah, the, the you know, first five books of the Bible, whatever Hebrew scriptures he had at the time, that's what he sang about that encouraged his heart. And it's the word of God. It's alive and full of living power. It will work the same way. Um, but I just want to leave you with a, a couple words in that I feel like this conference started with a knock and a decree, um, and I don't know if any of you were here the, the first day I shared, but um, when, I, when I was coming here, um, uh, I was flying from Santa Barbara into Denver, and in Santa Barbara, our flight got delayed uh, a long time because of storms in Denver. So when I landed in Denver, uh, the plane was, I had five minutes before it, the, the plane was going to take off. And a whole bunch of people went running. And um, uh, so when I, when I got to the gate, and I didn't have a long run, when I got to the gate, I saw the plane still there. I was like really excited, but then I noticed that the door was shut and there was no attendant there. And, and very, I mean, just, just right through my head went, you know, decree, you're going to the daughter of the lion, you know, just make a decree. Um, and you know how that just goes through your mind really quickly, but, but I, I didn't do that. I, I kind of went, I really want to get to this conference. And I just did, you know. But then right when I did that, this voice 
way down the corridor of the airplane or the 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 airport i heard this oh i've got to make that plane i've got to make that plane and this guy came running with and he had two kids in a little tiny carriage and then he went over to the door and he was going Huh? Okay. I've got to make that plan. And he just sat there and pounded, knocking on the door, knocking on the door. I've got to make that plane. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what a decree looks like. He was not going to stop. And, and suddenly this lady came in a cart and she was, came with her keys and she goes, let me see if, and, and she got us on. And I'm like, the power of a knock and a decree. Um, and so let me give you this. Let me give you, which, which you know, so, let me give you Matthew 7, because I feel like there's been decrees, like you know what God's going to do, and he's inviting you and me to, to be the voice of that man. And then, of course, all, all weekend, it was the knocking, and then you had the joke about the knocking, and it was just like knocking, knocking. So I feel like this is a, a key Uh, Matthew 7, verse 7, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives and everyone who seeks finds and to everyone who knocks the door will be opened. And I feel like that is the verse. It, 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 my, my, my weekend started with that, and I saw in the natural the power of not stopping. Just don't stop. And this word, it has to work. It will not come back void. It is the promise. And I want to share just two things about just two dreams that I had um, because back in 2010, because not only is God going to begin to work here, but he's going to work in America. And I want to decree this this morning because there's, there's such a spirit, there's an atmosphere of faith here. And I, I, I also decree Devorah Scalar, you are healed in Jesus' name. She's fighting for her life right now in a hospital in Fort Worth with COVID. And we just decree the angels of the Lord strengthening your body. We decree the blood of the lamb in Jesus' name. Psalm 30, you are our healing God. We cry out for a miracle and you heal Devorah. Now here she is alive and well, fully restored in Jesus' name. And I thank you for that. Um, But in 2010, and I feel like we're right here. In 2010, it was in the midst of worship. uh, I uh, I, I just began to almost see like a movie in my mind. And I saw America uh, dead and in a tomb. And in this dream, she was wrapped in a shroud. She was not moving. Uh, the tomb was dark and there was a stone rolled up so that no one could get in. And, and I heard different voices standing on the outside of this tomb, like saying, I told you, I told you she would fall. I told you she would die. But then suddenly, uh, in this, 
it, it was like, it was worship. It was right in the middle of worship. Suddenly this dream shifted and I began to see from heaven's perspective. And I began to see the Lord's heart for America. And I was able to see his plans. And suddenly I began to see incense around, uh, arising from different places for her. And there began to be so much intercession for her that the in, incense, it, be, it, was, it, it began to arise from every single nation. This incense was like thick, like a cloud that you, you could not even see through. And then suddenly, uh, uh, in this worship service, I could hear the Lord's voice behind me, and I heard him. And, and in this worship service, I just began to shout, America, come forth. America, come forth. America, come forth. And this voice, it, it was mighty uh, in my spirit. I could, I could hear it. It was like this earthquake, this shout that was focused. This, his face was, shet, was, was set. And I could see so much intercession arising. And I just heard uh, over and over, America, come forth. There's, there's, there's a purpose in the heart of God for this nation. And though we're crippled right now, it is not the heart of God. And he is going to stir intercessors in every nation. There is a purpose that God is going to use um, um, America for. And then in this, um, and then um, suddenly, uh, it was a couple years later at our One Thing conference, Mike invited uh, Reinhard Bonnke. Um, because, and he began to, he began to decree, um, I am going to go to every open place in America for America shall be saved. And I feel like a lot of his decrees, we're going to see that, uh, worked through Dan the Daniel, that Daniel Kalinda that is, has just opened an incredible church in Florida. But I want to give you some testimonies because I, I had a dream back in uh, 2010. And in this dream, I saw uh, big tents begin to arise all over America. And I saw just revival. I saw revival in these tents. And it was, a, it was to remind us of what God did, you know, in, in, in the revivalists of old when they had these huge tents on the outside. Um, and it was just a, a marking point of that what I did before, I'm going to do again. And when I began to tell people about this dream, what, uh, what, I, um, what I would get is, well, that will never happen because um, people don't want to sit outside. They want to be inside with air conditioning. And I said, well, I saw it. So I know that it's going to happen. Um, and then, you know, what happened last year? What happened last year is that the big tents came up everywhere. They went outside. California went outside. California, I'm from California. We never stopped singing at all. Uh, California went outside. And then, I love this, um, 
the big tents, they popped up everywhere. And I'm like, I love that God, he speaks to us in the night. It's in Psalm 16. You counsel me in the night. Our heart instructs me even as I sleep. And I love dreams because I just believe them. And um, then, uh, is it Mario? Who? Uh, the the guy the no the yeah the guy in Kent, California I always say his name Marillo so he began to have these huge tent meetings in um, uh, California and he actually wrote um, the church had to move outside. It's moved into big tents. It moved to parking lots all over California and across America. There were big tents and parking lots all over California, and and singing never stopped. The church just went outside. And uh, Mario wrote this, today is the day, and I am getting ready. I feel it is urgent to tell you how I prepare for a tent meeting and, and how that it is a model for getting the church back on the offensive. And he said, the unfolding events in Modesto read like something from a bygone era. A full two hours before the start, the tent was half full and we moved up the worship to start at 545 and he wrote this is California California where supposedly people do not want God this is California where people supposedly even hate God California where they are over scheduled and underwhelmed with the idea of having to show up early for anything, right? California is going to be visited stronger than it was during the Jesus movement. And he, he began to show these videos of, you know, people just uh, coming up and, you know, putting drugs. You know, it's like the, 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 the prostitutes coming forward, giving their lives to Jesus and the pimps coming forward and giving their lives to Jesus and the drug addicts. It was, it was incredible what God was doing in California. And I was at one of Sean Foyt's the first time he came to Pismo beach, you know, just on a text message, basically I'm coming to Pismo. Let's get a team together. We got a quick team together. Like there's 3,000 people. And I was in Kansas. I, with the Jesus movement, it, I, I didn't know about it. I think I was two. Um, but it, uh, but I remember all these people, they, they just, they showed up because of word of mouth, like 3,000 people, so many, it was multicultural. It was so many young people. And then when Sean gave the invitation for baptism, I mean, there were hundreds upon hundreds that just ran to the ocean. And I was like, God, you are doing something. You see that he's doing something with Sean. I mean, he's just doing something. He's radical. But I, I believe that there's something that also starts here because I just, um, I, I'm remembered uh, of a dream that I had and I feel like we, we walked it out this morning. And it's interesting because last night you brought up James Gall. And I'm going to be with James in a week. Uh, I'm going to be singing, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas on his Christmas CD. Um, but 
I had a significant encounter with the Lord in 2015. I had just moved to Santa Maria uh, from Kansas City. And in this dream, I was woke up. Um, and, and I was woke up by, I, I, I call it the faceless man, which to me is Holy Ghost. And I was told to call forth the angels of revival. I was told to call for them. I was told to make this, call them forth three times. So in this dream, I put my hand to my mouth and I began to shout, I call forth the angels of revival. I call forth the angels of revival. I call forth the angels of revival. And in this dream, suddenly I saw these angels arise and they were actually sleeping in the mountains of the Swiss Alps. And I remember they, they begin to get up and they begin to knock the snow off of them. And they were like, when they stood up, they were like as tall as these mountains. And I mean, they were, they were fierce. I mean, it was like, I, 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 I can't even describe it. It was, uh, it was that they were unmovable. They were bigger than mountains. It's like looking at them. I knew that revival was coming. There was no stopping it. There was no stopping when, when, the, when might and power are on the side of the Lord, there's no stopping. I mean, the only thing that will stop it is our words. That's why it's Matthew 7, 7. Knock and decree, knock and decree, knock and decree. The word, the word. And in this dream, I saw these angels. They, they, they got woke up. They, they knocked all the snow off. And then suddenly, the dream shifted, and I saw all these angels. They, they came to this they came to this place and, and it was, I, I was in the middle of all these angels and they had this, uh, almost looked like they had on a choir robe with a gold kind of garland around their neck. And they were just coming in from an open heaven. And, um, and, and these angels, they were, they were, they were huge and they were glistening and and there were sounds there was melodies and harmonies and and they were distant harmonies but beautiful but clashy I, I can't even describe what I was hearing and it was like they were bigger and larger than the largest human I've ever seen in my life and um, uh, right in the middle of them was James Gall and in the middle of these heavenly beings, and I do, I feel like there's something that will be released whenever that season comes that he's here again. But, but um, in the dream, I, James Gall was right in the middle. And I looked at James, and I was thinking to myself, because James was shiny. He was, he was all shiny. And in the dream, I said, Are, do you live here, like on earth, or do you live there because he was so shiny. And in my dream, um, James, he was just James and he goes, no, I didn't go up. And he goes, heavens came down. And when he said that down, it just reverberated like delay down, 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 down. And then the, the, um, the dream shifted. 
um, and suddenly I was, I was here. And um, I, was, um, in, I, I was in a place, and I was with one of my friends. Her name is Debbie Lemunyan, and she served under John Wimber uh, for years and years. So I was with a lady. She's a blonde lady from the vineyard, and we were looking at the parking lot here. And we were looking out the window, and there were just scores. I mean, there were people everywhere. Like, they were trying to get in because revival had hit here. Revival had hit right here. And I remember I looked out the window, and the only thing I could see were just lines, and they were wrapped around and wrapped around and wrapped around this building. And when I woke up from the dream, you know, I emailed James, and I said, what do you think? And he said, this has always been my prayer. What goes up must come down. So if we're lifting up, if we're praying, it's Matthew 7, 7, revival, and we are knocking. I'm telling you, if a man can open an airline's door when it's backing out, we can get revival. And I know this. I know there's lots of churches around here that are awesome, but I saw it here. I saw it here, and when I went into the place where we eat, you know, I looked out the window, and I went, because there's no windows here. I looked out the window, and I'm like, no, this is what I saw. Just all that, that pavement filled with people, and I promise, I decree to you, I decree because I saw it, and I just believe what I saw, and guess what? I've already been there. I've already seen it. And I believe it's going to start. There's something that it might start here in the nations, but there's something for Charlotte that this is a point. It is a point of revival. Revival is going to spring forth. It's going to spring out signs and wonders. You know what? Because it is the Lord. It is him. I've seen it. And I feel like the Lord says, just keep knocking Knock and decree, knock and decree, knock and decree, because he's already determined it. It's waiting for your knock, and he's waiting for your decree, and he's already, we just got to get one and one with God, and guess what? We don't even have to, you know, think of what to say. We just open up the Bible and pray these promises. The word of God is alive and full of living power. There's only one thing in life that is impossible. It is impossible for God to work if you are decreeing his words because he answers. He answers. And I tell you, there are angels sent from heaven that are stirring up the wells of revival. There's songs, there's choirs. And I'll tell you, even when you were dancing, I could picture, I could see angels dancing along with you. They're dancing along with you. God has determined. God has picked. God has chosen you. God has chosen Mahesh. God has chosen Bonnie. He has chosen you. And now he puts this word in your hand and says, who will take it? Who will knock and not stop? Who will decree and watch? Decree and watch what God is going to do. It's a new day and it's a new season.